Hi, everyone. It is Marilyn Laurie, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? This is an episode where I'm going to tell you some stories, give you some tidbits, tell you some things that are happening, and also really share for those of you who are looking to uh, start a business or grow a business or pivot in a business, how you can really anchor into your truth and work with your higher self and really create a business that you're aligned with and that you love and also get answers that are sitting deep inside your soul to the things that you want to create and pivots you want to make. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I am using video, even though those of you are listening on the podcast, you don't see the video. And um, I'm just going to let you know there's an open door behind me. Actually, there's two doors. So I'll ask, uh, um, we'll put this on social media of those two doors. Who can it be now? I don't know. Let's open the door and see. So far, nobody's coming through, but people will come through. People will come through. So I want to be um, fully honest and transparent as I always am and tell you what's going on. But before I do that, I am using uh, rose water. I use rose water uh, to cleanse myself when I want to say something and if I feel like I need the energy on me cleaned. So when I'm doing group readings in my private programs, I... Um, I usually have to spray with rose water in between the readings just to clear the um, the residue from the last reading and move into the new reading. So um, I just wanted to share that little tidbit and technique with all of you. Okay, let's just do this real time. Let's tell a story. Let's let you hear what's happening in my life. Hopefully it's interesting to you. Hopefully it helps motivate you, teach you, and move you along. And before I do that, let me also say that um, if you're interested in studying with me or doing some work with me, please do go to my website, marilynaloria.com. Check out my classes. I have a membership for your soul and we have a new class called Next Level Living, which is really phenomenal. It's a year long program where you study deep with me and do some of my work. Um, and we also have podcast coupon for digital classes. So there's classes on there that I see some of you've been buying, which is really cool. Um, if you want to learn about your psychic abilities, you're not ready to do a deep dive with me, go to those digital classes. You'll just go under classes, put in the coupon podcast, and you get an incredible discount on those classes. So, and again, as always, rate, review, subscribe, share all the beautiful stuff. Okay. So I'm recording this on Monday morning, April 18th, and I just handed in my manuscript for my book. Oh, I forgot to leave a message for the publisher. <laughs> Eek! Um, so I handed it in on Saturday and, uh, it's been a really interesting process. It's been an incredible process because the way that they did this book with me in the beginning was the publisher sat down with me at sacred stories publishing and they asked me questions and I would channel the responses with my guides. And, uh, it was really quite magical what was coming through me, um, to in the questions that Ariel was asking, as well as Ariel was asking follow-up questions because she's so fascinated with the material, has her own life experiences, was having her own life experiences during the process. So that it was really this beautiful communication that was happening. And some of the responses that my guides were sharing was really remarkable to me. It was really kind of blew me away and is really a testament to this work, why I really do this work, as well as why I feel this work is so important because when you really move yourself out of the way and you allow your guides to come through and speak for you or help you. I just had a moment this morning, which I'm going to share in a minute. And they really do this with you. The answers are quite 
magical and incredible and amazing and so much better than you can even have manipulated on your own. So when you work in co-creation with your guides and you're working to co-create your life and you really move yourself out of the way and allow them to work with you and moving yourself out of your way, out of the way, doesn't mean like, all right, you guys do it. I'm done. Just go ahead take care of it. Cause I've seen people do that. I'm just going to sit on the couch and I'm going to wait for life to happen doesn't work that way. You have to be uh, co-creating, participating, asking the questions, even if you don't get the answers right away, leaning into it, having the intention that you're going to get the answer and just allowing and then opening your eyes up to all the symbols and signs that are happening around you, as well as the feelings that you're feeling in your body. So we went through this process and then she handed me the manuscript and I have a very um, strict, tight schedule. And what I mean by that is I'm very picky about my time, where I spend my time, who I spend my time with. I have a busy business, so um, my schedule is very important to me. And she would be like, okay, here's a manuscript. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> I need to schedule this in. So, And she was great, and we worked through it. And this, the, the reason why I share all this with you is because it brought up a lot of stuff in me. I've been wanting to write a book for really, really, I'm going to cry on this podcast. <sighs> I don't want to do that. I've been wanting to write a book like my whole life, right? And uh, Ariel approached me with this opportunity of writing a book about guides. And uh, I took the opportunity. I mean, I went back and forth. I, this is a real good story for you guys to hear. When she approached me with it, I remember I was driving in my car and I was like, yeah, yeah it sounds good. Sure. Send me the information. I'll have my attorney look over it. And um, so she sent me the document and I sent it over to my attorney. And because I don't sign anything without my attorney looking at it. I'm sure the I don't know if the other authors do that, but I do it. And um it, we went back and forth a tiny bit and uh, I really did not have an attachment to the result. I surrendered completely to it. I was like, if the universe, I even said to my attorney, I was like, if this looks good to you, great. If it doesn't look good to you, I'm okay with it. It's whatever you decide. And I really trust her. She's great. Um, so we went back and forth, we signed the documents and then um, the process started. Well, actually I, I, the process shifted a little bit. And when uh, Ariel approached me with the outline, I was like, whoa, whoa. And all this stuff started coming up inside of me. Like, I can't do this. I can't do this this quick. What are you kidding? Oh my God. You know, excuse me, God. And like all this stuff started coming up. So I started pushing back on her. I was like, I, 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 I don't have the time to do this. I thought we were going to do it this way. Da, 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 da. You know, and I was starting to freak out a bit. And I remember I went into the forest where the owl always shows up for me. And um, I don't think he, I don't remember if he showed up because he shows up at really crucial times, an actual owl. But I was like, oof, you got to take a breath, girl. This is what you've been wanting to do. Why are you sabotaging this right now? Why are you pushing back so hard? Make the time for this. So I was like, okay, I left the forest. I'm like, poor Ariel. <laughs> I really just put it through the ringer. I just spit on my computer for those of you who can watch me in video. And, uh, and I went home. And um, when we spoke on the computer on, uh, through via Zoom, I said to her, you know, I apologize. I said, I'm so sorry. And thank you so much for walking through this with me. But I really, a lot came up at that moment. And I was unsure and, and pushing back. And I really appreciate your level of just, just allowing me to be, giving me the space. And I feel like that's really important. When I recognize I do something wrong or I have an emotional um, experience or emotional outburst, I take responsibility for it and I'll share it. It, it it's very rare that I don't, if I think the person's a total jackass in all truth, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be like, eh, you got my outburst, who cares? But in the majority of times, especially in a business dealing or even a personal friendship, if it's something that I feel that I was out of line, I will share that and say, you know, I apologize for that. I'm sorry. 
Um, so we went into these communications, which was quite amazing and uh, had these conversations. And then when she handed me back the um, transcripts that she organized, um, it was really quite, what a way to be able to write a book, right? To be able to communicate with somebody. I suggest anybody wants to write a book. And I just suggested this to one of my students in Next Level Living. I was like, you're, you're a verbal processor like me. You like to talk, you know, we're talkers, we're storytellers, talk it into a, a recording. And then there's great transcription services that aren't expensive these days. Put it into a transcription service, even if it's not grammatically correct. I never speak grammatically correct, let alone write grammatically correct. Then play with it and form a story. You know, it's really, really good for you. So it came back to me. And again, I was like, whoa, 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 with the schedule. Let me get on the schedule. And I got it on the schedule and I commit to those times. So I don't put something on my schedule and say, oh, I'm going to move it. When I know I have to hand something back, I do this in my schedule period. It's very rare. There's certain things like today, things got willy nilly and I'll share with you in a minute why that did. But um, it's very rare. If I have something in my calendar for three hours blocked writing time, um, I set my clock on my phone. I noticed with writing, I couldn't do more than two hours. Really. I needed to take a little bit of break in between, but I'll do 90 minutes or two hour block times. I turn off all social media. I don't go near it. I don't go near Slack. I don't go near any of the work stuff that I have to do. And I just write and that's it. And then, um, what I found one day, like the alarm would go off and I'd be like, Ooh, I need more time. And I started adding time. But most of the times I realized that I petered out after a period of time. So I'd have to go like, walk around my house or go outside or go on the deck. I'd have lunch out in the deck on my deck. And then I'd come back and write. It's really what I've been wanting to create in my life. So a dream was coming true during this whole process. Now, if, if you guys have been following me for a while, you know that I said, I want to 10X my life. And I started this process last fall. Well, let me tell you, MOs, MOFOs, I don't mean to call it, say it that way. And that's not to you. That's like to the world. And I don't know what, but man, when you decide to 10X, holy mackerel shit shows up great stuff other stuff emotions feelings everything comes but it's it, if you have to have the techniques and tools to cope with it you have to have the skills which we're going to get into so um i went and i would write and uh it was really a lot of fun really enjoyed it it's what i've been wanting to do is to have blocks of time to write and then I never take a lunch break. I usually work through my lunch breaks, but I would go out on my back deck. I live in this beautiful place and I would just eat a delicious lunch and just, you know, if I went on social media, went down the rabbit hole, looked at a couple of cute dog reels, whatever I did, I just allowed to happen. And then I went back to write. So then we got to the stories. I have to, I had to submit two stories into the book and I love writing stories. Um, and I started, I wrote these stories and I was like, mm, they're not that good. And I was talking to Ariel and I said, um, I'm struggling with the stories. I'm going to need more, a little more time with them. Um, but I was just explaining it to her. I was like, I'm really having a hard time with these. And she suggested that I look at the other stories. Other people have can, uh, put stories in to put your heart in it. She was giving me suggestions. And really what I wanted to tell her was F you, just leave me alone. I know how to write stories. But that was my old shit coming up, right? Just shut up, leave me alone, I'll do it. And really, she was right. So I went and read, I just glanced through a few of the stories. Um, but I didn't, I don't like a lot of input when I'm doing stuff. I like things to come out of me, but it was really good to see some of the stories in there. Phenomenal. You know, I was reading, I read two of them really fully through, and I was like, wow, they're amazing. I'll read more now, obviously. I just wanted to get through my process. And I went back and told two stories 
wrote two stories. Now I have a problem with tenses. I go back and forth from present to past. I have a writing coach that I was working with for the second podcast that I am delivering in October. And that's a commitment to myself and to all of you. And that's one of the stories in the book is about how I met Sal Minio. I, um, it's very emotional for me, this whole thing in a good way. So I, um, took a long time writing these stories and, um, had to go back and forth and I played with the tenses and I really did my best from what I've learned from my writing coach. I didn't bring it to him. I didn't show it to him. I just, cause she is, you know, an editor that will help me. And I wrote the stories and, um, my father's present in one of the stories and my father's no longer with us. And I have a very, had a very, very difficult relationship with my dad. He was a very difficult person yet. He also had this incredible, brilliant side to him this, he was super intelligent, smart, intuitive. His mother was the one who was the medium, even though it runs on my other, my mother's side too, and a little bit my mom. Um, but he was really difficult. And I'm not going to get into those stories, but if I told you, maybe one day I will, um, they're pretty intense. Now, I know a lot of us have had these experiences, so I, I know I'm not in a box with this, but they're pretty bad. They're like name calling, really bad stories. So, but my father and I, we started talking again, I think when I was like 26, 27, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, and he also was a very great, uh, force in my life, an extremely wonderful force. He was somebody who, um, he was just so smart, man. And, uh, interesting to talk to. Like when I was studying tarot, he wanted to learn tarot. So I sent him tarot cards and tarot books and he was playing with tarot and just super brilliant, like skip twice in school and really interesting man. Really, really interesting crazy as all F, but also really interesting. And just, you know, and he was there for me. He helped me buy my first house. And there were moments when he was really, really there for me. And there was moments when he really wasn't where he was, I got burglarized. He said some really shitty stuff to me. I hung up the phone, threw up in the toilet. Was so upset I threw up. And then I said to myself, he will never do that to me again. And he never did. I never allowed it. So it's about us too, not allowing people to walk all over us a few tangents today. So just go with me because it's all going to summarize in the end. This is the way I do reading sometimes too. They go all over the place and then it summarizes. So I wrote the two stories. Um, and I went into, I hadn't meditated because I was so busy with everything. Now I'm 10 xing a lot of things, my physical activity, my, um, my life, just my life period. My business is, there's a lot of shifts and transitions and changes, at least when I'm recording this, hopefully it'll work out, but it's not, you know, a lot of things happening a lot at once. I'm also uh, bringing in different advisors, you know, financial people, different things like that, just doing a lot of stuff. And um, so I finally got into meditation because I was like, man, I need to get into meditation, even though I talk to my guides all the time. So I don't feel like I need to get into meditation to talk to them, but I was like, I need some time to sit with them. And I sat in meditation and I don't remember it. I record it into a recording, but I do remember this moment. And I hadn't handed in the book yet. I was still writing the book. I was still, you know, going through the experience of it. And my father came through and my father has not come through since he passed. Now, when my father was passing, he showed up in my bedroom and it's a very, we had, we were estranged at that point, mainly because of this woman who he got involved with. Again, I'm not going to get into that story. It's another crazy story. And uh, I felt him in my room and I asked him to go. I wasn't ready to receive him. When you deal with spirits, you speak with spirits, it's, it's very intimate. It's extremely intimate experience. And I wasn't ready for that level of intimacy in him in the spirit form. And I knew it. And 
I could feel him coming through. I, I knew before I got the call that he was in like hospice care, that something was going on. And then while he was in hospice care, we lost the, the woman wouldn't tell us what was going on. And I just, he came through and I had a feeling and we still didn't have comfort. The next day, um, I went for a hike and I was thinking about my father and I have this video and this picture of this waterfall and there's this beautiful light color around it. I will um, make sure we put the picture up on Instagram so you guys can see it. And at that moment, there was no cell service on the hikes. There's no cell service where I live. I can go off on a tangent on that, but I'll let that one go. Um, people think, oh, I don't want to live anywhere with cell service. It's a pain in the fucking ass. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, you're going to hear some building. They're doing some building around. So anyway, I was on this hike. It's all going someplace, guys, I promise you. And there's this beautiful orb of light in this waterfall. And when I left the hike and I went into town a good like 30 minutes later, I, a text finally came up on my phone and it was the exact time I took the picture. And it was my brother texting me that my father had passed and that he just found out. So he, that was my dad for sure. Now, I believe that when people um, transition, there's depending on the person's consciousness, there could be three days to three weeks, possibly a month that you can reach them in the state that they're in, in the consciousness. A lot of mediums won't read people until the past three months, till the person's past three months. And that's usually because the person is usually too emotional to hear the messages. And there's a lot of truth in that too. I didn't hold fast to those rules. I would kind of feel if the deceased person was there and if they were there, I would do the reading. But I do find there's a period of time when they go off and they kind of work through stuff before they're available again to communicate. There's so much to say about this because yet there's a piece imprint of you on your own consciousness, but I'm not going to get into that now. That's going to be probably my third or fourth book. So I share all of this with a reason because my father has not really come through since I pushed him out of my house. I wasn't ready for him. I could feel remnants of him like over the past year or so, but we were not communicating. So I sat in this meditation. He's in one of the stories um, about how he helped me buy my first house with my guides. And I was in meditation and I felt my father come through and he came through in all his beauty, all his intelligence, all his, his intuition, his higher state. And it was, it stopped me in my tracks, you know, during the meditation and I was crying and, uh, I understood, I understood that I feel they do work on the other side in their consciousness and then they elevate in consciousness. They don't know time the way we know time. And he came through in that purest state, like the state that the, look, there are many things. I truly loved my father and that his, this state is one of the things I really loved about him. Truly, truly loved about him. Um, and he came through in that way. And it was such a magical moment because here I am writing this book. He was a storyteller too. He was always like, um, you know, we should write a story where you're a cop and you're just, your partner's deceased and he comes through to you and gives you information. Like this is way before that stuff was on TV. And I was entering into like my mediumship skills were opening up and he was like, of course you're a medium. My mother was a medium. And, you know, he was like accepting of it. Not like my other brother who calls me psycho psychic. You know, my two brothers like don't believe any two of them, like don't believe in this stuff. And um, 
So here he was coming through when I was starting to tell story. And it was a very beautiful moment. So coming back to this weekend. So this weekend I, uh, I had that. And then I finished the book and I handed it in because I was like, I could have had till today when I'm recording this to finish it. But I was like, I'm done. I'm done with my part in it and I have to hand it in. And I'm tired. I'm really tired. And uh, I went through this weekend kind of like, what the heck happened, man? What happened? Like, I was like so excited for the weekend. I, I didn't even play tennis on Saturday, so I could have more time to myself. And you know those moments where you're like, where did the time go? And I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. And I didn't get to relax enough. And da 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 da. da. So I woke up this. I, I woke up in the middle of the night last night. I swear there's stuff for you here. And I will summarize it at the end. But I woke up in the middle of the night. And I couldn't get back to sleep. So I know I need to read or watch a YouTube video. So I did that. I, I did some reading and I watched a YouTube video. And then I fell right to sleep and I had a beautiful dream and I had to get up a little bit later because I needed a little extra sleep. My sleep is super important to me. And because I got up a little later, I didn't get to do my normal morning routine. I journaled, I walked the dogs, but then I had to take a shower and I had a 9 a.m. meeting. I don't do 9 a.m. meetings. I certainly don't do 9 a.m. meetings on a Monday morning. And I certainly will never, ever fucking do a 9 a.m. meeting on a Monday morning again, ever. So I'm emotional. I'm exhausted. I'm running a little, you know, just behind. I didn't get to work out. I didn't get to do what I normally do, which I don't do to myself. I make sure that I journal, I walk the dogs and I work out before I talk to anyone or even look at social media for the most part. Sometimes I'll be on social media a little bit if I have a lot going on in my business, but I try not to do that. And I'll meditate sometimes too. So I went into this meeting and uh, it was just a waste of time, absolute waste of time. And, and I learned a lesson from it. I was like, mm, no, this is not the type of person I want to hire. I don't want to work with people like this, period, end of story. And I said, you're not a fit. It was a nice, you know, we were nice to each other, but I was like, it's not a fit. And I was like, what a freaking, I'll never do that again to myself, 9 a.m. And a friend of mine was leaving me a peer, business peer was leaving me a message at the same time because she's pivoting her business. And... Um, I was leaving her a message, answering her question. And then I noticed all this emotion coming up in me because there was a lot of transitions happening in my business. Um, and I started leaving her a message and I started crying. And I was like, oh man, I gotta go into meditation. I've gotta figure this out. So I left her the message and I went into meditation. And in 20 minutes, I had all the answers I needed. Every single answer. And I came out of the meditation and I saw that she didn't play it yet. So I deleted it because she didn't need to hear it. And I left her a summary. And, um, and then I went upstairs, made some food and I'm fine. Like I, I know my answers now. And I left her another message. I'm not going to get into the story of it all because it's still unfolding. Um, and then I went and contacted, I'm selling a new program called Next Level Living, which will start right now. It's, uh, it's got people in it already, people who graduated SoulFinder Academy. Um, but we have new people, you know, there'll be new people. So I was talking to a few people about it and um, figuring this out. And I also did a recording for Next Level Living in there because they have homework this week. And um, this is all the stuff I'm going to share. Not, I'm not going to share about the program. I'm not selling anything right now. I want to share stuff that you guys can anchor into for yourself right now. But the bottom line, so I did that and then I was communicating with a team member and stuff and doing different things. And I was like, more information came forward about what I need to do in my business. 
And I felt that little bit of frustration. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if my friend Sandra, that's her name, my peer friend, left me a Voxer. And I went to Voxer right away because I was like, go to Voxer. And Sandra was leaving a message that was exactly what I was thinking in that moment that I needed confirmation on. And I was like, thank you, spirit. Thank you. So clarity can happen so fast. So let me talk about the summary of everything. So this is what I offer up to you. For those of you who want to start a business or are in a business or want to pivot a business, you want to be in touch with your guides. You want to be in touch with your guidance system. You want to be in touch with your higher self. You want to create a business from your soul in soul alignment. Alignment with your soul means that you are doing what you love to do. You're also studying things that are outside your wheelhouse that maybe you don't love to do. I just gave this lesson in Next Level Living. I'll give it to you. Maybe you don't love doing, but there are things you need to know. I find that when you study things outside your wheelhouse, things that you like financials, investments, real estate, marketing, sales, things like that, they grow you big time. They grow you more than the things you like. So your guidance system is always going to tell you who to study with, who to work with, what you need to study next. At least mine does. Mine tells me all the time, don't go to this person, go there do this, study this now, do this. Matter of fact, last night, the video they took me to was this hardcore salesperson that I follow sometimes. He, the video was about studying things outside your wheelhouse. He's like, I had to do things I didn't like in order to get where I am today. You have to study the stuff you don't like. You can't just be all bells and whistles. And I love all of this. And he's like, look at where I am today. And then that was my lesson that went into next level living. That was the lesson for myself. That's my lesson to all of you. My point of all of this is that people who want to run a business or do a business, make sure you're doing it from the inside out because we get so caught up on, oh, look at this person with this thousand following and look at this person who's doing this and that person who's doing that. Why can't I do that? Why aren't I getting clients like that? Why aren't I getting this and that and this and that? And if you just take a moment and align with your soul and really dictate the guidance from the inside out, you're going to figure out what you need to do, what you need to pivot, what you need to shift, what you need to change, who you need to talk to, what's your messaging, and how you need to go about your business. Not from the outside in. So what's the summary of all of this? What am I trying to tell you? So for me, everything I'm doing in my business is everything I love to do. So I have membership for your soul, still love membership for your soul. It's a great grounds for people to come in. We'll put a trial down in the show notes. You can come check it out for a dollar for a month. It's a great program. It's got teachers from around the world teaching things. It, it's a great, great for me because I get to meet these teachers. They get to teach you an expertise that I don't know. Like the walk-ins with she Shelly, you know, that was one of the podcasts, Stephen Farmer with his, um, um, you know, uh, ancestor people, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. It's not my expertise. The astrology, we have an astrology, definitely not my expertise. I, I run from astrology, but I respect these people. I respect the teaching they do. Right. And in the meantime, I make great, uh, connections with people, really great connections. Like these are wonderful people we invite in. Laura is the one who, um, she works on my team and she finds a lot of them and they're great. Some of them are people I know that I bring in. 
So that's great. And then my next program was Soulfinder Academy, which did phenomenal for like two years. People are like coming out of that program going, holy F, I can't believe how much this has shifted my life. Some people didn't go through it all. That happens when you do a program, right? Especially the program like that, because it's got a video lesson a day, like two minute lesson, and you go out and live it. But now I was feeling SFA and I'm like, mm, Soulfinder Academy is SFA. I don't really want to do this anymore. I want to do next level living. I want to take these higher level people that are like, have a, uh, they've already been doing the work and their consciousness is different. It's not that membership of your soul isn't there because they are. So I'm not putting any group down. They're all great groups. It's just different incubations, different places where you can work with me. Some people aren't yet ready for the financial investment. We're going to talk a bit about that in a second. So they go in and I'm not, I'm swear to you, I'm not telling, I'm trying to give you a background look behind the curtains with my business. So next level living is the next thing. It's a year long. I wanted to deep dive with people. People want to mentor with me. They want to learn how I see. They want to learn how I feel. They want to learn how I hear. And I, I haven't done that in a long time. So I want to do it. And plus I want Soulfinder Academy to be part of it because your mind chatter is what gets you in the way of communicating with spirits, communicating with your guides, hearing the messages from inside. And SFA takes care of that. Besides the fact it gives you the courage to do the things you love to do. Not that there's not other things out there that does that, but SFA is kick-ass for that. It's great. So the reason why I share all this with you is because I have found, I have invested money in coaches and I think coaching programs are great, but it's it, the best guidance has come from inside. So I learn from different people and then I go to my guides and I talk with them and they tell me what to do and who to go to and what to say and what to be. And then I do that. So no matter where you are in your business, beginning, middle, heading towards the end, there's going to be shifts and changes you make. And you want to take those changes from within. You don't want to do what Tom, Dick, and Sally are doing because who knows what the frig is driving them. I've recognized that there were a bunch of people that I was connected with that really all they cared about is money. That's what they value themselves on. I think money is friggin' great. I friggin' love money. Bring it in, honey. I love money. I'm not going to apologize about making money. I love money. Money loves me. Money loves you. Start getting into that little dance. But if you value yourself on what you're, what you're making, that to me is, that's a no to me. For me, it's the whole kit and caboodle. My business supports my lifestyle. My lifestyle supports my business. Everything I do, like there was a long time there. I was like, wow, it takes me like four or five hours before I sit at the desk because I'm meditating, I'm exercising, I'm journaling, I'm reading some material. I'm like, well, that's all preparation for my business. That's part of my business. It's part of my lifestyle. And that's when I realized like I was, they were intertwining in such a beautiful way. So you want to get to know your higher self. You want to know the inner guidance. You want to know what you want to do. You want to drive the friggin' ship no matter what. So for me, writing the book, right, it's been such an incredible experience. Now, I don't know what's going to happen when the editor looks at it. I have no idea. But he's like, congratulations. I'm like, mm, I'm just holding my breath. Like, all right, let's see what happens. Hopefully. <sighs> Breathe. It's all part of it. So that's part of it. This podcast is another part of it. I, I love it. We're starting to get up to like a thousand downloads a week. I, I really would love you guys to share it. If you really like it, it would be really wonderful for me. I want to reach more people. I want to teach more people. I love the pod parties. I love meeting people in that intimate setting, you know, and I can honestly tell you as much as I tell in the pod party, join membership, blah, 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 mate. You know, I really, it really feels like a credible exchange. I started stop 
look, you guys, you're just going to get me throwing up on you today because I'm in kind of like an emotional kind of whoosh. I'm actually doing pretty good though, considering this morning. Um, I used to do Facebook groups. I won't do free Facebook groups anymore. I just won't give to that because what I found is people, first of all, people in tons of Facebook groups, they would come to that. They would take, 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 not really give. And I didn't like the experience. It was felt very blech to me, like I needed a shower. And then I remember one woman, um, I gave so much. I gave video. I gave lesson after lesson. I taught so much. And then at the end of it, it was like a two-week thing. I don't even know how long it was. It was this great stuff. And we don't just, we don't put out schlocky shit. And so I start pitching my program because that's what you do in these Facebook groups that if you don't know that, let me tell you, that's what these Facebook groups do. Okay. They're warming you up to get to know them so that they, when they pitch you something, you're like, you know what? I want to work with her. Um, so I started pitching my program crickets, friggin' crickets. I was pissed. I'm being honest with you. This was like four or five years ago. I was like, oh my goodness, I just gave my heart and soul. And like, I don't care. Tell me no, but don't go crickets on me. I mean, I get, the, I have the type of posts that can get like 400 comments on them and then crickets. How do you think that felt guys? Not very good. Not very good. So I remember I called them out on it. I was like, Hey, I kind of need to know, like it's, I, I'll say that I honestly say this. I don't care what side of the fence you are. You might be on. Yes. You might be no, just don't sit on the fence. Give me an answer. Tell me, you know, especially those of you who've been participating a lot. And one woman actually had the balls to say to me, well, you got into selling and it was selling too much for me. Um, I was like, F you go find someone else. And I remember she followed me for a tiny bit after that. And she, she said something snarky again. I fucking blocked her, man. I was like, fuck you. So the pod parties to me, they're a different experience because what I love about them is I'm not showing up for anything, but, and this is the honest truth to get to know you and for you to get to know me. And it feels so good because the people show up and they're really participating. That's the whole thing. It's like participate. Even in the sales process, I was just doing this with Next Level Living. I didn't send out a big email or anything about it. I only went to people that I know and I did a video for them. And mm, 60 to 70% of them, a lot of them joined, um, but a good, you know, th those who didn't just answered me. That's all I care about. I just want to know where you're at. We have a relationship. And some of the, most of them, I was like, oh my goodness, good decision for you. I'm so like one woman was going to join and, and she was all about joining. And then she went through some life stuff and we have a relationship. And then I said, you know, I still think this would be great for you. And she said, you know what? I'm saving my money to buy a house. And I went, yes, I love that stuff. So, but crickets, it pissed me off, but you can't let that stuff piss you off. Let me be honest with you. That was my shit that I had to get over. So I decided I don't like free Facebook groups, so I don't do them. Um, there's just, it attracts an energy that's not for me. Pod parties I love. This is why I love pod parties. And if you want to join the pod party, go to marilynlaurie.com forward slash party. I don't have an expectation, but to get to know you and teach you something. My expectation is if you like what I teach, you join my program. That's it. If you don't, if you like what I teach, but you're like, that's all you need right now, or that's all you can do right now. That's great. Because I've started getting to a place. So those of you who are selling product, let me talk about that. I started getting, I don't know how I feel about this podcast. <sighs> Just going to throw it all out there. 
I started getting to a place where like I started understanding sales in a way that felt so good to me. This is what it means to me. I only want people in my program who really want to be there. That's it. End of story. I know my programs can change people's lives for the person who feels that it's right for them at the moment and they really want to be there. There's no cohesion. You know the word I'm looking for, right? Cohesion. I can't pause this video to look it up and try to find how to say it. So just know, just, just telecommute, whatever. What's that? Telepathic. You got the word, you know, cohere. Anyway, you got it. I'm not trying to convince anyone. It feels so good to stand in the power of what you do, to stand in your messaging. Oh, I have another story for you coming up right now. And to sell from that place. And then it feels so good to have a really great back and forth with someone and celebrate their choice. And those that decided to join, they know it. They know they want to be there. And it's perfect. It's great. And those that decided it wasn't the right timing, they knew too. There was nobody. I'm trying to think out of all the con communication I had with anyone. I would say maybe maybe one or two people need to, but still they're not right then. If they're they're making excuses, that happens sometimes. And sometimes I'll call people out on that. Um, but most of the people that said, no, it's not the time. were like, yeah, you know what? I agree with you. Perfect. Um, that's what happens when you work with your guides. You get super clear about what you do, how you do it. And it feels good. I don't feel like I have to take a shower. I don't feel like somebody's in my program that shouldn't be in my program. I hate that's a bad, that's not a good feeling at all, man. I do not like that feeling at all. Matter of fact, like, you know, a couple of people, this has happened, like if they're thinking about joining my program and I'm not too sure if they're there yet, I'll reach out to them and honestly say that to them. And then depending on their response, we can make a commitment because you have to be all in. If you want to create changes, I'm going to show up 100% with the program, whether I'm there live or not. You have to show up that much too. Now, life happens and that just happens. So even if you show up 50% at times, it, if the program and what you're putting into it, it should be enough for the person because that in and of itself is a lesson while you're in the program. There's people who go through the programs and they lose people that they love or things happen. And my programs support those experiences as you go through those emotional experiences. There was another story coming up. Oh, no matter where you're at, insecurity may come up, right? So I'm teaching this new program, Next Level Living. I have these incredible people in there that I know. And I show up at the first class and I'm a little nervous little anxious. And I don't like, for me, I usually move out of the way. My guides speak through me and I notice some insecurity coming up. And I think I even said it to them. And I was like, oh, this is because I'm doing something new. This is good. You're never going to be fully prepared. You're never going to be fully confident, especially if it's something new, you haven't tested it yet. So I did the first class, which was about higher self and mindset. And even after I felt myself a little wonky, like, oh, I hope that was good. Oh my goodness, I don't know. And then the feedback was amazing. And the feedback's been amazing. And that makes me feel really good. And that's not about stroking my ego. That's like, am I showing up and giving my all to these people? These people who are so intellectually 
gifted, infinitely connected, gifted in their own psychic senses and mediumship and channeling abilities and all of their healing abilities. Am I showing up? And I remember my brother, who's a professor in uh, college, he shared the same thing with me. He was, he's a, he's an attorney. He's a retired Lieutenant of New York city police department. And I believe he's teaching criminal justice. I can't remember. And he said, these kids are so smart that I have to be like, I have to be above them. I have to study. still. I have to read things, current events. I have to be up on this stuff. And he's like, it's not because I've lived this career and lived this life that that's enough. You've got to stay on top of it. And, um, I remembered that, you know, when I was doing this, I'm like, oh yeah, so that's what happens. And this is the brother that, you know, one of the brothers doesn't believe what I do. And he gave me a nice piece of advice. Thanks, bro. Um, so what is the bottom line? What is the summary? I think for me to share with all of you is no matter what you do in life, things come up, you get uncomfortable. You need the tools and the techniques to cope with the uncomfortable energy, to understand why it's coming up and to not back down from it. I could have easily sabotaged this book. I've could have created problems. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad that Ariel was patient enough with me to um, go walk through this with me. You know, and I'm sure she's going through her own stuff. She's doing this incredible common sentience series with all these authors. It's really a beautiful thing to be part of. Um, the podcast, doing this podcast, there's very vulnerable moments. I tell very vulnerable stories and people listen to it that I don't know are listening to it, you know, and then I go to a party and I hear people like, I, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh man, I really want to hide right now. That's the truth. Um, is why is that? Because there are there, it's a vulnerability that I'm not always like I'm not running out on the tennis court going, hey, your dad's here and he's telling me, da, da, da. I kind of I, I tuck it away. It's comfortable for me. This isn't everybody, and I've said this before. It's comfortable for me to know when to turn it on, know when to turn it off, and to um, live a certain way. It's just comfortable for me that way, right? But the podcast is something. The next podcast that I'm doing is going to be something. Um, my own personal life, taking it to the next level. And I couldn't do all of this without my guides. I couldn't. I couldn't do all of this without being in touch with my higher self and knowing how to sit and live my life for my soul. And that's not comfortable. People think like, oh, I should be feeling great. I should be blissed out. The unicorn's arriving. I'm jumping on it, eating candy, cotton candy. It's like the sun card. You know, he's on the little white horse and he's got his little flowers, sunflowers around his head. And he's like, woohoo. But there's a wall behind him. And the wall in the tarot card of the sun card talks about the past and um, limiting beliefs and family stuff that comes up. And, um, you know, is he going to break through it? Is he going to break through that as he goes forward? He's an infant on the horse. He's got to learn some new stuff. He's got the fool feathers in his cap, but he's an infant. He's a child. He's got to go through things before he masters stuff. We're all doing that. We don't come out perfect. We don't arrive perfect. And we have to know when to acknowledge when we say something that maybe is not that great. So for me, through this whole experience, I'm friggin' tired. I'll tell you that. Um, it's about really taking care of myself. It's about showing up and it's about knowing the emotions that are coming up and then pausing and then going in and going into meditation and talking with my guides and listening to them and then taking their advice and trusting them completely with their advice 
Um, it's about knowing that for me, there's so much more. There's so much more that wants to come through this. Like I was talking to a friend of mine. She listens to my podcast, Jessica, shout out to you. Um, she's doing mediumship now, right? She made a big life change. She moved, um, to an, across the world. <laughs> She's on the other side of the globe. I don't know where she is, but I'm not going to give that information out. And she's really discovering, and she's, she's a great person. She's wonderful. She already was living a great life, but she took a risk and she's changed her life and took her family and they're living. I always saw her on the beach with the family. I was like, you need to be traveling. This is the education. And she knew that too. And now she's diving into her own mediumship skills and she's discovering like she has these gifts and they're coming out and she's like, you know, in moments where like, you know, deceased people are coming through and she's like reading people and she left me a boxer and she's like, what do you do? You know, I know that you don't want to do drive-by readings. Um, that's not my term. I heard that from Alison Dubois, another medium. Her, I listened to her podcast once and she talked about, I don't do drive-by readings. And I was like, you go Alison, me either that's when you just approach strangers and give them readings. I'm not saying that's wrong. It's just not for me. And she said, what do you do in this instance? What do I do? Because I was in this moment and this person came through and I just felt I needed to say it. And I did. And it was a real big healing for the woman. And I said, well, to be honest with you, in the beginning, I turned it off because I wanted to be normal. I was, I didn't really want to be different. Um, and all this stuff was happening to me. So I, I turned it off. I told my guides, no, you can only come in when I say it. And then I got used to my guides and they said, we need to come in whenever we want now. And they were preparing me for those entertainment meetings where I had to be on in a moment's notice. And by then I had a relationship with them. So I felt comfortable turning it on at, at, at any moment. They were, they were fine with coming in whenever they wanted because I felt safe and I felt secure and I felt good in my gift and I understood how to do it and everything. And now for me, um, I said, you have to decide it's an individual choice. And I said, for me personally, I want to, I want to let it come through even more now, you know, I'm okay with it. Like I tell them it's okay, but I'm not going to always say it to the person. And I said, you need to, uh, read the person if they're ready to receive it. And then it's the way that you offer it up. Like I would never go up to somebody. I remember I shared this story before I was lying on mattresses and Macy's trying them out. And this woman came over to me, this friggin' scam. And she's like, I'm a psychic. And I was like, get the F out of my face right now, lady. Get out of my face. Um, I'm never going to be that person. And I knew she was all about scamming stuff anyway. But for me, it's about reading the energy and then suggest saying to the person, hey, you know, I feeling some information. Is it okay if I say this to you? Because I shared with Jessica recently, and I'll tell you what she said to me. Um, I recently did this. I was I did it with somebody on Facebook that I know from MTV. And I don't do this stuff. And his father came through while I was on the toilet. You know, they always come in through and you know on the toilet. I was actually getting off the toilet, but still. Pants down. He comes through, gives me information, says, ask my son if he wants to write a book, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to give too much information away. Not that you not that he'd know. And I was like, all right. He was nagging me, nagging me. So I took out my phone. I message him and I say, hey, and he doesn't do anything remotely close to writing a book, nothing close to it. And I said, hey, do you want to write a book? 
And I went to play tennis. I don't remember where I went. And later on that night, I looked at my messages and he said, oh my goodness, that's so weird. Like two hours before you sent me this message, I was thinking I have a really great stories. I should write a book about and put short stories in. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. I said, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but your dad came through. I almost told him that his father came through in the bathroom, but I figured that was a little too much information. And I said, uh, your father's got a sense of humor and he came through and he was the one who told me. Crickets, nothing, no response. Obviously, this isn't something he believes in. So I respect that. I respect that. But for me, I have to be comfortable in the fact that I did that. I shared it for whatever reason I had to. Well, I had to get his father out of my bathroom. That's for fuck sure. Get out. He was funny though. Um, but I also have to respect the person's response to it. So I'm always pretty careful. So later on that night, actually, one of my closest friends lost her mom. And I don't talk to my closest friends about this because they have a hard time seeing me as this person. They've known me for over 40 years. They have a hard time. And her mom was coming through. And I just asked her if she was okay. And we started getting into this communication back and forth. And I started sharing a little bit. You know, I wasn't getting full on communication. I was just getting little feelings and stuff. And she said, look, if you ever want to share anything with me, I am more than happy to hear it. And I said, well, that's really good to know because I don't do this because I'm not, not everybody wants to see me this way. And she's like, I am open. I want to hear it. Please tell me. And she had a great experience with a medium, you know, so, so I was like, okay, good to know. So I feel it out. I feel out what's comfortable for me. And I still want to live a fairly, I'm not your typical medium. I'm, I'm cracking jokes. I'm cursing, you know, I'm just not the typical, I'm the least woo-woo person you'll ever meet, as Adam Shibley from Podcasting Business School says, and it's true. And I'm comfortable with that. So I said to my friend Jessica, I was like, you've got to find what's best for you and you'll read the energy of the person. And if it's something they really need to hear in the moment, you'll know to tell it. Because that's, I said beforehand, go to your guides and tell them, look, I'm okay with deceased people coming through, but let me also know that the person wants that message. Give that to me as well. So she left me a message and she was like, oh my goodness, that's exactly how I felt. Thank you so much. I'm sure she won't mind me sharing the story. She's like, that's exactly how I felt. And she really received it so well. They were open. So now she does, she can do, she knows now like what she can do. And she already knew she knows herself enough. She was just getting clarification from me. Um, and that's what I offer up to all of you. So why the frig am I throwing up? This is, I had a therapist say this to me once I've shared this with you where I went into his office and told him everything that was happening in my life. And then like months later, he said that the first time I came in, I threw up on him. I'm like, you're a fucking therapist. I'm supposed to throw up on you, dick. Excuse my language. See, that's not a typical medium. A typical medium isn't going to sit here and call somebody a dick. That's me. That's me. I'm not going to change. I was on, okay, one more story. Then I'm going to summarize and give you points. I was on the tennis court two weeks ago and I'm playing really freaking good. And I go to put the ball away. And I was like, motherfucker, because I didn't do it. I try not to curse too much on the tennis court anymore because it does really offend people. During USTA, you can't, can't, you can't curse. And I, don't, I try not to talk at all in USTA because who knows? One of my friends says she loves playing with me because she's like, I don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. And it just, she's a big writer um, of young adult novels. And she's like, I just love playing with you because I have no idea what's going to come out of your mouth. And it just makes me laugh. So I try not to talk at USTA because I'll probably get this thrown off the court. But anyway, so I said, motherfucker. And this guy next to me who knows me, he goes, um, could you try not to curse? Like, he's like, maybe, maybe hold back. 
And then my other friend, Dino, was like, no, let it rip. And so I sat there for a second and I was like, oh, I felt bad about myself. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to feel bad about myself. It's who I am. I'm not going to let you tell me who I am and who I'm, this is a public place. If you don't like it, plug your ears. That's who I am. So I don't do drive-by um, readings, although I'm letting <coughs> dead people come in more. Not any time they want, but much more. I am going to start sharing more. Um, I want to. I did a whole story about the story I never wanted to tell. You listen to that one. <coughs> um, I'm going to try not to curse on the tennis court because it does offend some people, sometimes as kids. So I, I do try for my most part, not to curse on the tennis court, but not because that guy said something, but because I think I want to be a lady. I am a lady. Anyway, um, summary. Here's my summary for you. <sighs> Breath is everything. Breath is where your guides are and your soul is. If you want to grow a business, if you're at the beginning, middle, or end stages of your business, wherever you're at, make sure that you're taking your, your dictation of your business your information from your business from the inside out, who to work with, who to be with, what to do, where to go, really get into communication with your guides and get it from them and then do your business or pivot your business or grow your business. They'll tell you exactly where you need to be. They'll tell you who to listen to. They'll tell you what to listen to. They'll tell you what to read. They really will give you all the information. Don't back down from your biggest dreams. They're going to be challenging. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to push your buttons. Think, thanks to Anna Maria Vasquez, who wrote the book Nature. Check it out, Common Sentience. Anna Maria Vasquez, we're going to be doing an interview with her soon. You may have already heard it. I think it's going to come out before this one. Oops, I just burped. Sorry. Um, anyway, she know who to go to when you're triggered. I, I texted her during one of the trigger states, and um, she was amazing with me. Totally helpful. Totally supportive. What an, I love her so much. She's such a good person. She's a medium. She's an animal communicator. We just support each other so much. Um, surround, surround yourself with people that support you, like your guides support you. You want physical people like that too, who are going to celebrate you. Jessica celebrates me. She leaves me messages about my podcast. I celebrate Jessica. I'm so excited for her that she's jumping into this and doing this. I, I'm so happy for her. I can't wait to see what she does with her gifts. That's what you want in your life. Um, what's the other summary? Uh, maybe when deceased parents come through, you may struggle with it because it might be too soon or it may be too intimate. Sometimes with, with, with um, deceased loved ones, we have intimacy. I think the biggest lesson that I want to share with all of you is you're going to be emotional. You're going to go through stuff. You're going to, if you really want to break the barriers of your life and continue to evolve and grow and be who you're meant to be and, and put your, maybe you want to put your messaging out there. You want to be out there, or maybe you, it's just your messaging with your kids, which is friggin' enough. I'm so, first of all, my journal today, thank goodness I didn't have kids. Anyway, that's a side note. Um, whatever you're planning on doing, you, it's full acceptance of self, bottom line full acceptance of self in all your iterations. Even if you say the word motherfucker on a tennis court and it pisses someone off and you recognize for a second, Hey, maybe I shouldn't say motherfucker, but not because you're telling me, maybe because I recognize in myself, I don't want to say motherfucker anymore. I think that's the most I've said this on this podcast, but it's all because of full acceptance of yourself. Not because somebody made you feel bad. He didn't do that on purpose. Nobody can make you feel bad about yourself. They get to be who they want to be. 
and you get to be who you want to be. All of that comes from my guides. All of that courage, strength, working through the emotions, knowing what to do next, knowing who to apologize to if I need to do that, feeling my strength, loving myself through this, all of it comes from my guides. So get in touch with your guides. Get in touch with them. Communicate with them. Talk to them. When my guides book comes out, it'll have some really good information. Of course, I have information on my website. Um, but what I would tell you is this, whether you hear, see, or feel, or know them, or you feel like you're not getting anything, the intention is enough. Just having the intention is enough. All right. I'm going to sign off. I'm tired. I have a tennis lesson today and she kicks my ass. I'm still going to go. Um, hmm. Shift. Shift in the person, shift into the person you want to be. If you were to close your eyes right now, and if spirit wanted to put a beautiful flower inside your heart, feel that flower, see that flower. And if you can't feel or see it, put a flower in your heart. Just pick a flower and put it in your heart. And then breathe into that flower, breathe into the colors of that flower, breathe into that flower and just feel what it feels like. And what does that flower mean to you? What do you think about that flower? What do you feel about that flower? We all have memories of flowers and maybe it's a flower you've never seen, but it's a color that you love. What is it that you love about that flower? What is it doing for you in your heart space right now? How does it feel having that flower support you in your life? Now be that flower in your heart. Be what it's giving you. You are that. You are that open-hearted energy. Everything that you have inside of you wants to be expressed. So express it. All right, guys, thank you so much. Um, remember if, to rate, review, subscribe, share. Would love, 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 love to get this out to more people. I feel like it. I at least the feedback I get from people is it's very helpful. So um, let's help more people and get this conversation going, um, so you can feel more comfortable and I can feel more comfortable. Actually, I do now. Now I don't care as much. Anyway, um, and that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Who Can It Be Now and. I'll move from the doors. Oh, still no one coming in. Anybody coming through those doors? I see a big man coming in. He's got armor on. He's like a knight. He's like a knight. That's what he looks like to me. What do you see? Who's coming through that door? I'll talk to you soon. Bye.